Did you just burp? No. I, I thought you burped right as you hit record. <laughs> oh, no. My chair, my chair squeaked, and I burped after you asked, did you just burp? Then I burped. Because that's, cool. <laughs> that's how I roll. All right, whatever. I'm going to burp oh. after you ask a question. I'm going to send you something really quick. quick. I'm going to send you all the pictures that I took. Because okay. they turned out pretty good. I can't wait. You have gaseous new picture. Okay. With my new phone. I need to order my new phone. I has not done that yet. And I'm also sending you a picture of an Edsel. Because <laughs> I parked next to one in the parking lot today. And it was cute. There's, was, oh, look at you. There's still some running. That's awesome. I think it's newly running. Okay. Oh, my gosh. It is an Edsel. Holy it's an Edsel station wagon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I, I think they were all station wagons, were they? I don't think they were all station wagons, but I, oh, I love the particularly white. pretty. I love the colors. And I love the white wall tires. And yeah. I really hope there's copious amounts of wood grain in there. I didn't look inside. I was, I was, I was scared too. Oh, you have guns and things. That's true. Oh, and pr- pretty pictures of our drinky poo. Exciting. So cool. Okay. Well, I love that. That's a picture. Shall we? I think we should. And I may leave part of that in there because how often do you get to talk about it? Talk about Netzel. Talk about Netzel, right? Let's do this. Damn, yes. Welcome to the Always Never Right podcast, a podcast with adult motherfucking ingredients. Thank you. Just Mm. for Gen Xers who are getting to middle age and are wondering how the fuck that happened. Thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. I'm Jill Farrell. And I'm Gita Biggs. And tonight's episode is a happy one. I I had to do that in the Ron Burgundy ilk. <laughs> so anyway, oh, uh, okay. maybe. <laughs> maybe. Sure. Okay. The script has words with question marks. So I am hamming. Okay, never mind. I should have like put periods. <laughs> a happy one, maybe. Okay, but I still like the I'm Rob Burgundy. Uh, <laughs> anyway, tonight's episode is a happy one, maybe, now that I have the director's notes, but before, <laughs> but before, <laughs> sorry, oh, the snort is so good, <laughs> Shit. but before we get into that, I'm going to let Jill talk about what we're drinking tonight. And you're obviously <laughs> drinking more than me so far, so that's cool. Indeed, I shall tell us about this. Tonight's drink is called the Mod Fashioned. Uh, we both have this special gin liqueur from Pomp and Whimsy. And I want to talk about that a little bit after we talk about the cocktail. I want to tell you a little bit more about the liqueur because it's actually pretty cool. But um, the the liqueur itself is a gin liqueur. And it actually has gin in it. And then they make it into not gin, I guess. But... Um, we had both bought it for another drink and we wanted to try it in a different cocktail other than the one we purchased it for. So this has the pomp and whimsy gin liqueur and McQueen and the violet fog gin, because why wouldn't you use that? And then it's got simple syrup and cardamom bitters. Oh fuck. <laughs> and that's it. So other than the fact that you're burping your face off, what do you think about this? <laughs> Hiccuping. Oh, hiccups are awesome. <laughs> Hiccuping. All right. Um, 
Mute yourself, and I'll talk about the gin. Please do. Hit that mute button, girl. I have a mute button? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I see it now. Okay. (laughs) Carry on. So while you do that, I'll talk about the pump and whimsy. So actually, this is a really cool liqueur if you're big into gin, which as everybody knows, I'm not super big into gin. So to me, it tastes a little bit like Kitty Dukakis drinking hairspray, but in the right particular concentrations, it's kind of amazing. Um, It's got 16 ingredients, including juniper, coriander, angelica, grapefruit, bitter orange, cucumber, lychee, raspberry, lavender, and jasmine. And it's wonderful. I mean, it actually does have a beautiful flavor to it. However, it's a little bit sweet for my taste. And what I found out about it is that it was actually created by a social, a sociologist who was doing brand consulting for several major liquor companies. And they were doing kind of a research study about women and liquor. And a lot of the women were saying like, they'd be real successful people, like successful attorneys and saying, you know, after a huge win, we'll all go someplace to celebrate. And like all the dudes get whiskey or whatever. And I don't really want to get whiskey and I don't know what to drink. I don't want to drink a vodka soda. So I never know what to get. So she kind of felt like this was a huge demographic being missed. And it ended up that she finally just like dropped out of the corporate world and created this whole brand for herself because she felt like there were a lot of spirit brands that were kind of um, just missing this demographic and that it was something that could really be um, focused better instead of being something super sweet or pink or creamy or frou-frou, which men don't want to drink. This is something that could go both ways and it could like kind of run the spectrum. Good timing. I just quit hiccuping. (laughs) And you very nicely encapsulated the entire backstory, which is very cool. So is there an outstanding question? (laughs) Uh, The outstanding question was, I had to make a modification to the to oh. the cocktail. Yeah, I your taste had to add a little bit of lime um, because it didn't have any um, acidity to it to like balance out the cocktail for me. And I just needed something in there. It was either going to be lime or lemon. And I decided to go for lime and I actually really liked it. Um, and I did like the cardamom bitters with it. And I know you got <laughs> super adventurous and made your own cardamom bitters. Look at you being fancy. I did. I went to, I, I actually Googled um, cardamom bitters recipe and I came up with this one. And then I decided since, you know, we decided on this yesterday and bitters usually take days to make, I decided to <laughs> attempt to power through this motherfucker. So, um, did you your Instapot? <laughs> I, I don't that own it. would have done it. Probably would have. I did not yet purchase an Instapot. But what I did do is I took a recipe I found on feastmagazine.com, which had like one lemon peel, a cup of whiskey, um, two tablespoons of cardamom pods, two whole nutmeg, and a tablespoon of black peppercorns, right? That sounds yummy. Sounds yummy. So I took that and I jammed all the spices into some cheesecloth. And I thought you were going to say cheese. And I'm like, that's terrible. 
No, although knowing me and my cooking, you can't put it past me. No, that would that would be a thing you do. Oh, so I jammed all that stuff into some cheesecloth and got out my double boiler and um, put some Rittenhouse rye because I have it sitting around. I don't use it very often because it was whiskey. Well, I know it. Well, you know, rye kind of like a whiskey, and I don't use the Rittenhouse. Yeah. So I know it isn't it weird to ask for it, this recipe use whiskey. Interesting. As I, as I expected it to use vodka or Everclear, it right. did not. Right, I would expect it to use a clear spirit. So I let it soak in there for like an hour, and then I boiled the living shit out of it. And <laughs> so it's almost more of a cardamom reduction. That's but nice. was it was it sort of thick? It was kind of thick, yeah. So nice. But it definitely, I, I stuck my finger in it after it cooled. <laughs> I, have, I feel like I have to but specify. I think you should specify that because as our regular listeners know, you're a klutz and you would totally stick your hand in there while it's burning hot and scald your skin off. So that's um, cool. Well, yeah, I may or may not have done things like that in the past. But I um, tasted a bite and it was nice and bitter, but I could still get the nice cardamom flavor. And I actually have cooked with cardamom before, back when I used to try to cook before people told me that I really shouldn't. Um, it's true, you shouldn't. <laughs> but it was a very, I probably want to use more lemon peel next time to get a little more bitter. But mm-hmm. it actually came out very well. And I actually could really taste it in this drink believe it or not because i think the gin almost has like some ginger back taste and i think gin? the cardamom, I think it does too yeah and i think the cardamom kind of brought that to the front a bit um so it got very it, it reminds me of you know like a very well spiced christmas cake when you have like the allspice or you use like a bunch of nutmeg and other stuff in there um it can make a very cool Christmassy type thing so kind of neat that holidays are coming up because <laughs> Christmassy because it there. tastes like Christmas that's it a really like good Christmas. transition I actually have a good one too oh. I went to the grocery store the other day and it was just like a normal grocery shopping day and so I was at the grocery store walking around and I looked in this one kind of freezer section and there was like green bean casserole and sweet potato casserole and mashed potatoes and turkey gravy. And I'm like, what the actual fuck? Why do they have all of this stuff in here? <laughs> and then I was like, holy shit, Thanksgiving's in two weeks. <laughs> what the- and by the time this podcast airs, It'll be like in five days. It'll be like the week of. Yeah. Yeah. So then I started thinking, uh, fuck. What? (laughs) Normally, in normal years of the world, I almost always have all of my Christmas shopping completed before Thanksgiving. And then I usually have like, you know, maybe I have like knickknacks and like stocking stuffers and shit like that to buy. Um, but like the real presents are done because I know what I want to get for people. And then this year happened and I'm lucky if I can stand up straight in any (laughs) given day, because honest to God, Christmas and Thanksgiving, I mean, 
we're having a super small Thanksgiving this year. It's going to be us and Rexy, um, maybe one of Millie's friends. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how many people we're going to have, but it's not going to be a lot. So I got a very small turkey, but I'm still making like the stuffing and all that crap because leftovers is the best part of Thanksgiving. Oh, fuck yes, it is. Damn straight. And I, I think that's totally appropriate. And I think this year of all years is a good time to have small gatherings. Totally agree. There's there's some spikes going on, and uh, I know Missouri just hit like it's it just set another new record in daily cases. I have what am I hearing? My chair. Okay, it sounds like somebody groaning. (laughs) (laughs) And well, it is my chair. I actually it's going. So yes, there have been a lot of spikes. I'm actually concerned because we're supposed to go up to Kansas to visit my mom um, and have Christmas with them. And my plan was to go up and visit like a couple days before Christmas and then have Christmas day and then come back the day after. But her retirement community is on lockdown now. Mm. And my brother-in-law, because he's going through chemo, he oh. is not very able to be around a lot of people who have been possibly exposed. So Millie's school, uh, some dumbass kid had a party. Oh, no. And so their COVID cases have gone through the roof. They've gone from like having like 22 cases or something to having almost 100 cases in a week. <gasps> Oh yes, no! event. Hello, it was not, it was her school, which is she's in the ninth grade school, and then there's the high school. The ninth graders all go to one place, and then the high school is part of it. Um, but it was her school and the high school, and they shut them both down. And they're like, we're gonna keep everybody on uh, virtual through next Wednesday, which is weird to me because then they would come back for Thursday, Friday, and then they'd go on Thanksgiving break for a week. That's dumb. That is That's dumb. Yeah. Thing fairly well convinced that they're going to put them on Thanksgiving, you know, they're going to put them on virtual through Thanksgiving break and then go back. But, you know, with all of that happening, there's just so many influx kind of things, you know? Mm, Yeah. It's hard to plan for what Christmas is actually going to be like. You know, if we're not going to be here, then we probably wouldn't put up our tree or anything. Because it wouldn't make a lot of sense to do that. Yeah. Because it's a pain in the ass. And I hate doing that kind of stuff anyway. <laughs> you got to put it up and then you got to take it down. And that's a pain in the ass. But, yeah. and I but know that's like it. super bah humbug. But whatever. The taking it down is the worst part. It is. It totally is. And because we don't have a basement or anything here, we have to put everything up in our attic, which is a fucking huge pain in the ass. Oh, man. We just have not a Christmas tree. We could just, like, decorate all the other shit. We could do everything else but a Christmas tree. There you go. I might find a way to suggest that and be like, since we're going to go up to Yael's house, maybe we could do this instead. And then by the time you find out you can't visit Yaya, it's too too late. Too late. We'll just decorate the fireplace. We're, we're, um, we have a bunch of. such a shitty person. 
you're not a shitty person. You're a practical person, and you're trying to figure out ways no, for everyone to ease ass. into it. Okay, well, I'm not judging that because hi. I will cook. It's me. I will cook and make amazing meals. I will make some more turkey and I'll make that beautiful cranberry relish, which listeners, let me tell you this. I make a cranberry relish, which will set your hair on fire because it is the best thing you ever put in your fucking face. So what is your... um, your cranberry relish recipe and then I'll give you my cranberry sauce recipe and then I forgot there's one other thing I didn't discuss about my drink. Well, abso- I will absolutely give you my cranberry relish recipe. It is cranberries, fresh cranberries of course, cuz that's stupid. Fresh cranberries, apricots, golden raisins, cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, ginger, orange rind, like a little bit of orange zest. Cook it with a little bit of um, orange juice and water, sugar. It is the bomb.com. Light your hair on fire. So good. Wait a minute. So you call that relish? That's what we call relish. Okay. Cause that's almost exactly my, it would be like cranberry. sauce or relish or something like that. Okay. Cause I'm like, Oh, I can't get my cranberry sauce recipe now. Cause she just did. <laughs> so- <laughs> It's the same. I think, did I give you mine a long no. time ago? No, I got my. I found mine like uh, 15 odd years ago. Yeah, I've had mine for a long time and it's fucking amazing. It is. It is the best. There's something about, and you cook it until the, you hear the cranberries start to the pop. The cranberries all pop and you put all the shit in it. Then you add all the, like the, the golden raisins and you add all the apricot this is where the apricot country came from oh my gosh apricot i forgot about the fucking apricot country i know we've told you guys about the apricot country but just in case you didn't hear that episode there were many years ago many many years ago i was was, picture it sicily 1932 Um, I was at my mother's house and we were talking about the apricots that we put into this cranberry relish because they're dried apricots. They're so freaking gorgeous. And it just adds this amazing sweetness and body to this. So you add all of this to it and you put these apricots in. And my mom came in and she was like, uh, you know, apricots can be really expensive. I'm like, yeah, they can be, but it's totally worth it. We only use them a few times a year. I mean, I like, I really like dried apricots, but I wouldn't just like sit and fucking mow them down, you know? So my mom walks in and she's like, oh, apricots can be really expensive. And I said, I know, but it's worth it because you only eat them a couple times a year and we really only add them to this. We don't put them in a lot of other things. Although I do have a couple other recipes that use apricots that can be like really lovely recipes. Like I've got a pork recipe and a couple other things, but primarily it's just this cranberry stuff, which I only make twice a year. And (laughs) I legit make this twice a year because like, this is what makes the turkey sing. Ah, So then she proceeds to talk about how, well, you know, One day I was listening to NPR and they were talking about this country someplace in Europe or Asia 
that uses apricots as a currency. And I'm like, uh, you mean a long time ago? She's like, <laughs> no, today. They use it now. Now apricots is their currency. And if you steal someone's apricots, you could be put to death. And I'm like, uh, no, no, that's not an actual thing that happened. (laughs) Maybe back in the, you know, middle ages, possibly Mm. they used it as a currency. Possibly. They used a lot of shit. Like they used to use salt as a currency. So possibly apricots could have been a currency. But Mm. now in the 2000s, I'm going to go with no. (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I mean, I, maybe it's a major export somewhere. That could sure, be. it could be like a thing that they do. Like their thing is apricots is like their main guy is like apricots is my thing. I do apricots. Ah, you know, it, there's not their currency. They don't like walk in a 7-Eleven no. and be like, I need two packs of cigarettes. Here's six apricots. Maybe there's a gold standard and there's an apricot standard and your mom just got mixed up. No, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> My mom is just an idiot about that kind of thing. Oh, no. And that's what happens when you get 100% of your news from NPR and Oprah. Not not to dig on NPR, because it can be a completely... No, they have great news. Yeah. But if every story on NPR... So there's NPR news, and then there's other stories on NPR. And then if complain. an old person thinks that NPR news is still going on and now they're listening to like other stories on NPR that's what happens maybe an episode of the news accidentally she like walked away to do something and came back and Garrison Keeler was on and <laughs> like she took a nap she like she fell asleep and woke up and they were talking about this apricot country back in the middle ages and she's like peace out this is a thing now <laughs> There we go. There we go. She thinks, I could just go there. I could go to the grocery store. I could get a fuck ton of apricots at the grocery store. I could go to this apricot country. I could fucking retire. (laughs) I I could buy that fucking apricot country, damn it. apricot country, man. There we go. So, I'm going to shift to a different fruit. (laughs) Do it. I'm going to bring it back to the thing I forgot to mention on the drink. Oh, Yeah. Because you mentioned you put lime juice in for a little acidity. I did. I added a little grapefruit liqueur. What kind of grapefruit liqueur did you add? I added Drillard's grapefruit liqueur. Is it called grapefruit or is it called pamplemousse? Um, It's called grapefruit. Oh, that's cool. And it has a picture of... Pamplemousse is how you say grapefruit in French. Oh, well, there we go. I'm learning. So I can tell you how to go to hell in German, but I don't, can't, <laughs> I don't know any French. And actually, technically, I could tell you how to go drive in hell in German, but same okay. thing. Um, but yeah, I, I added a little bit of Drillard's uh, um, apricot or apricot liqueur. Damn it. You said that. apricot. That's expensive. I did. I'm, I meant to say grapefruit, but just for a little acidity, because you mentioned you were adding lime and I'm like, well, I can't. You know, I can't completely I tell something. the line. It just was too one note. It really was. And, and I'm okay. I liked, other than the fact that it was all like just bleh, one thing, I liked it. 
I, I thought it tasted pretty good because um, I'm okay with one note because to me it just tasted like drinking a giant cordial. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the um, I like the grapefruit. It's just a little more of the bitter in there, and it's kind of fun. So I don't I don't love bitter. Ah, just well, like when we did the April spritz, I didn't love that because it was too bitter. Yeah, there there is such a thing as too bitter. Me post divorce. <laughs> I like that you were all, but I'm not bitter. Because <laughs> anytime you have to say you're not something, you absolutely are. And that was me. And I think absolutely anytime you say you are something, you're kind of almost not. Like if uh, you're like, I'm a classy lady. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Just my definition. Nope. But if someone else says about you, it's accurate. And you know what? Different. You're not wrong. Yeah, it's different. If That's somebody right. else says you're a classy lady, it might be okay. But if you're like, I'm a classy lady, nope. <laughs> Just nope. no. Oh, nope. I, you know how the iPad will bring up like pictures from your past? Uh-huh. The one right now is you and me in Vegas. Oh, that was so fun when we did that. I was just talking to somebody about that the other day. Oh, cool. I want to show you a thing that just came on my desk. Okay. So I was looking for my eyeglasses thing. And look at this cool tool that showed up on my desk. Is that like a mini whisk? I don't know. I think it's to remove keyboard keys. But I'm like, I don't know what this is for, but it's really fucking cool. And I don't know why I got it, but I want it forever. See, I would be I'd be beating eggs with that because it looks like a whisk to me. Totally unrelated. Time out. Okay. Check my nails, man. They're manicure, but they're also chrome. What the fuck? They're fucking amazing. I love it. So let's move into... Is Nina coming home for the holidays? Well, we have a plane ticket for her. Okay. Okay. we don't know yet if we're going to have to move the plane ticket because, you know, you know, England did recently go on lockdown. Sure. At, which is understandable. So we're still hoping she'll come back. She's going to talk to uh, to the embassy to see if she has to do anything to go back to the country because it'll be her very last term when she goes back. And then she's going to motherfucker. She's going to graduate in July. That's insane. But awesome. I know. So, um, we got, but we got to see what happens with that. At this point, we're still planning on her coming back. She's bought Christmas presents, but I have a backup plan and some things I can send to her if need be, um, so that she can celebrate Christmas there. And John, the Brit's sister said that she'd take her in. So she'd still be with family and all that. So well, that wouldn't be bad at all. Yeah. It wouldn't be bad for her. Yeah. So we're playing it by. We're playing it by ear, which I think is what you kind of got to do this year. I I agree because hashtag 2020, am I right? <laughs> oh, Lordy. You know, we just were recording this on the 15th, which means we just had a Friday the 13th in 2020. And we're still here. That's a good thing, right? <laughs> is it? It is. We made is it, it past Friday the 13th, 2020. That's our second one. Okay, so the first one was in March. The first one was in March, and right after that, we went on lockdown. So now we're coming out the other side. It's the other end of the tunnel. Uh, uh, Let me Pollyanna this. 
Mm, okay. Okay, thank you. Please let me have this. I'm going to give you this for a minute. Thank you. Let me bask. Then we can move on and not talk about it anymore. And I can return to happy oblivion. So how's your holiday shopping going? Really shitty. Um, oh, I do, agreed. I do know, however, what I'm going to get for John the Brit. I just have to figure out how to get there and get it. I almost bought him a present today. I thought about it and like I put it in my cart a couple times and then like put it back and then I like put it in my cart and then put it back. Oh, which you almost got solar waving queen. <laughs> it was Elizabeth and she had a pink dress or a blue dress and she like was solar powered and you put her on your dashboard and she waved like this, like with her wrist, 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 elbow, 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 wrist, wrist, wrist. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. He would hate that, but it'd be hilarious because he's so not a royalist, but that's why it'd be funny. The other part, the other thing I almost bought him was like 96 days of tea. It was like tea around the world. <laughs> well, if it's PG tips, though, he doesn't acknowledge it. It so. wasn't PG tips. It was oh, like okay. actual other tea. Oh. So I didn't buy it because I thought, fuck him. He's not coming here anyway. He doesn't give a shit about us. And so I thought, well, the only person I'm going to see is you. I would send something home for AJ, but fuck John the Brit. <laughs> yeah. John the Brit cares about you. He just does it in this curmudgeonly old man yeah. way. He only cares about Millie and that's it. Oh, he cares about all of you. Mm-hmm. He's Okay. So, you know, that picture uh, when we were going through boxes, because we've been finally cleaning out all that shit we moved in our basement. Um, and he found the most beautiful picture of you and him on the beach. I love that picture of us. And he found just an amazing picture of just you on the beach. And he goes, this is, I think, you know, Jill's beautiful, but this is one of the most beautiful pictures ever I've ever seen. And you should send it to her. So yeah, super fun. Like the time that he and I went to visit our friend in California, we had the best time. And that was the time we went to the uh, Halloween haunted house. I love those (laughs) so much. (laughs) So fun. Oh my God. It was so fun. Real and fake haunted houses are my jam. Yeah. Truth. Oh, so going back, what I went to get for John the Brit, I'm going to tell you. And Mm. I know it's safe because he doesn't listen. So he doesn't listen. It's all good. We were in an antique store. I let him out, even though the no spleen thing. (laughs) I let him out? I let him out. Like, you let him out where? (laughs) I very rarely let him out to gallivant. Oh, to go out of the house? Exactly. Okay, Um, so gallivanting to me is like him, like scampering through the parking lot like a pony <laughs> that's him in my that's my head of I let him out he'd do it but more duck walking and leading with the pelvis that's but you true. know that's true he would he would but he walks for listeners John the Brit walks like shaggy where he kind of leads with the pelvis he's kind of got that like floppy foot thing I have to say, though since we got married he doesn't leave with the pelvis quite so often and I mean that in a good way because I think he used to, like, hope he would just run into something. <laughs> so it's better now that he actually gets to run into something. <laughs> <laughs> and when he's in public, he can walk more normal. Um, 
<laughs> well, I love my husband. I know it sounds like I give him shit. I give him the shit in person too. So, you know, I give him shit, but I'm allowed to, cause I'm just his friend. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, by the way, I took him out to a, um, an yeah. antique shop the other day. Okay. So, because I figured an antique shop, there aren't as many people in there. We can That's keep where we go when we want to go hang out. We go to antique shops because there's not that many people. I know. Antique oh. mall, put your mask on, you walk around. It's all good. You can be there like for an hour or so and you like see maybe two people. I know. You just hand sanitize a lot after you touch shit, which you'd have to do anyway. So Yeah, because it's gross anyhow. Yeah, so so we were there. It was the same one where I found the chicken coupe glasses. That was so cute. Why didn't you get those? I decided, and John the Brit doesn't know this yet, but he's going to get me those for my Christmas present. Oh, because idea. the same store, I found a book, and he loves old, rare books. And he saw this book and he almost got it and he decided not to, but he looked at it a bunch and he thought about it. We looked it up on Amazon and could not find it anywhere near the price that this store was selling it at. And we could only find reproductions. It's called Errors, Chains, How Forged and Broken, A Complete Graphic and Comparative History of the Many Strange Beliefs, Superstitious Practices, Domestic Peculiarities, Sacred Writings, Symptoms of Philosophy, Legends, and Traditions, Customs, and Habits of Mankind from 1885. That's the whole title? Yeah, that's the that's title. That's so or, much. And I got the year wrong. It was 1883. And it was 1883. Victorians couldn't keep their fucking mouth shut. Okay, that is so much. I know, but he looked at it and he held it and he was like sniffing like, it. You know what the old books called? What? Terracor. Terracor is what that's called. Really? Yeah. It's, I thought you said porn for a minute and I was like, no. What? Terracor. <laughs> no, the smell. The smell. I think it's called terracor. Oh, okay. That I'm I'm feeling much better now. I was a little worried. <laughs> I'm like terraporn? What? <laughs> but no, it's like this whole 1883 book of like superstitions and legends and philosophies and traditions. And I'm like, holy shit. But terracor. Okay. I think that's what it's called. I'll have to look it up. Okay. So I have actually purchased books for people already. Oh. For his birthday is getting a book. It's called In Cold Blood. (gasps) Trimma Capote? Yes. Yes. So when we lived in Kansas, the Clutter family lived near us. And in fact, one of the Clutter family actually sold our home for us and sold my mom's house. Ah. So... We're pretty well acquainted with them. And because of that, I thought he might really like to read In Cold Blood. Nice. So I don't know that it's like his jam. He really likes political shit and all that stuff. And he's read all the the uh, Trump books and all of that stuff. But I thought maybe because of our association with the family, he might like to read this. Well, yeah. And plus, who doesn't like some good true crime? Uh, Duh. Because that's how you get ghost stories. Do you want ghost stories? That's how we get ghost stories. Yeah. Another book I have already purchased. Mm. Rexy. Happened to mention to me a while back that there's been a book she's been looking for 
basically for about the last 10 or 15 years. Really? Yeah. And I happened to find a copy of it. Oh, my gosh. So I got it for her. It wasn't cheap, but I got it for her, like, for Christmas and birthday because she's Christmas is in December, birthdays in January. So I'm like, this is going to have to be both, girl. <laughs> so you're going to have to understand. But I know she will. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. <gasps> oh, my gosh. The Cameron Crow. Cameron Crow. Yeah. Oh, how cool. One of the original hardbacks. Um, it's not like a first edition or anything, but it's a good copy. It's a good one. So she's going to be so happy about that. Like, I think she'll cry. Oh, that's that's awesome. So, so T's <sighs> getting a book for his birthday on Tuesday. Wow. And Millie also got him a book. It is called The Book of Farts. <laughs> <laughs> it's complete with a fart guide where it has like fart sounds that come out of it and you press the fart book and it makes oh. farts come oh out. Oh my gosh. I can do that without having to buy a book. Yeah, well Millie wanted to make sure he had a good good copy of it. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's that's freaking hilarious. And she also got him what we call the booty guy card. The what card? The booty guy card. The booty guy card. Okay. Many, many years ago, when Millie was tiny, she found this card that has a dude wearing, like, booty shorts. (laughs) Denim booty shorts. He's got a backpack on. He's looking back over his shoulder. He's got, like, weird hair. He's got, like, a baseball cap. And usually he's, like, looking out at the Eiffel Tower or whatever. And And she called him booty guy. And whatever it says, it doesn't matter. So for some reason, Booty Guy became our thing. And for a long time, Booty Guy hasn't been available. And all of a sudden, we found a Booty Guy card. And she's like, holy shit. She saw the Booty Guy card. She didn't care what it said. She's like, this is dad's card. (laughs) (laughs) So he's getting the fart book and the Booty Guy card from Milk. That's brilliant they go so well together booty guy farts it's literally perfection from her oh nice and now i have to just think about like what are we gonna do for christmas for everybody like fuck i know what i've got to i've actually got to email my sister and find out what we're gonna get for mom this year because mom is the hardest person in the fucking universe to buy for because she just bought her coats well, that was last year what for Christmas. Another coat? Well, what no. About slippers or a bathrobe? Well, she's not a slipper or bathrobe type of person. She she has her set things that she does, and she likes them, and she does them. And uh, there are occasionally some things that pop up that she needs, like the coat that we know she'll never get for herself. So we pitch in and get her something, a really nice version of it. And okay. then it's all good. So um, I've got to um, ask my sister if she knows what nice thing is out there that... Um, mom needs because we will I'll chip in on that fucker in a heartbeat because she deserves the fucking world yes she does I would chip in there we go 
So, but speaking of Christmas presents, we got to get the the kids ornaments this year because every year we get the kids an ornament that eventually we'll give them when they have homes of their own. We'll package up all the sure. ornaments, give it to them. Oh, while you're talking about that, let me let me interject something. Okay. One of the things my parents did for us that I thought was fucking badass that I've done for Millie, and this is an idea for all of our listeners, when I was a kid, when I was a baby, they took my crib ornaments and they put them like on from the mobile tree. Yeah, from our mobile. Oh, uh, cool. And they put them on our Christmas tree. And so those always hung on our Christmas tree when we were growing up. There was mine, there was my sister's, and... Then when we moved into our own homes, I got mine from my crib. Aww. And what's really cool is that when Millie was a baby, I was able to find, because I really wanted kind of the same theme. My my nursery um, crib ornament was um, Hey Diddle Diddle, the Cat and the Fiddle. Oh, oh. So crib Millie's crib ornament. I literally actually found the identical crib ornament from, it was an antique, but I found it for her crib. And I themed her nursery around that. I remember the, um, the books that you, I took book pages and I put them around as sort of like a border, like these antique book pages. I like literally took them from an old book, cut them out, put them on the, on the, sides I had it painted in sort of stripes like satin versus matte Matte. stripes and and uh, then her crib ornament was literally the same crib ornament that I had and she had a nightlight that was that same exact um, there was like a particular brand I'll say and Uh so she had a nightlight of that and everything it was amazing and so she will have that in her first Christmas tree as well. That is awesome. Okay. Not entirely the same, but, um, but it's cool that you're getting Christmas ornaments for your kids all along. Oh yeah. No. And and I was going to spin into that even more on the theme thing. Um, because one of the ornaments we found for Nina when she was an infant was a little pink crescent moon. Aww. That had a little cloud underneath it. And I had taken like a thin Sharpie pen and wrote her name on it. Oh, how cute. When AJ was born, I managed to find another blue crescent moon with a little cloud under it. That's perfection. So both the kids have that have versions of that ornament. But... We do. I I, th- I think it's cool. Like, you know, kind of get your kids set up for when they go out on their own and they've already got something to populate their tree with. Mom did it for us and, and it, in a different context, but similar thought process. Another thing my parents did that I thought was really cool is that they took the bride and groom, which were separate on their wedding cake, like back in the day. It was a bride separate from a groom. It wasn't like together. So they took that bride and groom, and those always hung on our Christmas tree as well. Aw, that's So when my sister, who got married before I did, when she got married, she got to take that bride and groom and put put them on her cake. And so those were on her Christmas tree. Aw. And I think that's cool. 
That is very cool. I I love I just love planning for things like that. I mean, whether it's I still have the mom's garter and mom's veil. That's neat. And those will go to Nina. And I I'm I have stuff set aside for AJ's wife someday. Um, like the earrings that I wore at uh, my wedding. That's excellent. I think that's wonderful. I will tell you, Millie talks about AJ so fondly, so much. Like she Aww. enjoyed the time that she spent at your house this this year. So, so much. It it meant so much to her. Like she would legit come live with you. <laughs> I think we'd have her, we'll have her back in a heartbeat. Good. Well, she would love that. She would love to come spend a couple weeks or a year with you or whatever. <laughs> okay. We have a great school system. <laughs> I'm sure she would be like, she could still go to school here. It would be fine. It would mean nothing. And uh, she's, she's just going through so much because, you know, as a 14 year old girl, that's what happens. Uh, yeah. But, I remember that. Yes. 14 <laughs> not fun. And imagine 14 in COVID world. <laughs> Oh my lord. You know, imagine those friendships that sever and you can't really make new ones and uh it's just horrible. There's mm. so much. There's just so much. And with COVID, it's just like what the fuck you guys? <laughs> Teenagers are shitheads anyway. But our idea with this episode was not to talk about like necessarily family relationships. It was to talk about like let's shop here. <laughs> But as usual, we just, we kind of like, we're just riffing. It's good. We turned into the skid. Yeah, that's what you got to do sometimes. Yeah, that's right. And that's what 2020 has been about, turning into the skid. 2020 is literally the skid. (laughs) The whole thing is the skid. Like the people who made the awesome SNL-based meme. With Daryl Hammond done up as Sean Connery going suck at Trebek. And I died he, first. He beat him into the great yeah. first. Because fuck you, 2020. What the actual fuck? Anyway, there's that. But, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I, first of all, I can't believe it's Thanksgiving in like 10 days. Like, what uh, the fuck? I can't believe it's Christmas in like 40 days. What the hell? Right. Like I'm not ready. No. No, I'm not okay with that. No. I'm not okay with that. I don't I actually most of the time I really know what to buy people. You, I'm totally set. I know exactly what I'm getting you. Ooh. All I need to know is whether I send it to my house. Or your house. See, I knew exactly what I was getting you last year, but now I'm like, fuck. No, <laughs> I have the perfect thing for you. The perfect thing. It's something I have that I fucking love. And I'm like, girl, you need this. And I know it will make your life better. You win Christmas 99% of the fucking time anyway. You know what, though? It's okay. for So, okay. I'm going to say it's not about winning, but at the same time, if you can find the perfect gift for somebody that makes them like go, I didn't even know I needed this. This is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. This is exactly what I wanted. And I'm so happy that I have this now. 
Well, plus, here's how I look at winning Christmas. You get something that not only they needed, but is so singularly perfect. Everyone wins. I think that that's the thing. That's the point of gift giving. Yeah. It has to be really, really thoughtful. And I try so hard. Like, I listen through the course of the whole year to the person and listen to the things that they need and they want. And I listen to their desires and the things that I know will serve them well. And then I know when it comes time, I know exactly what to get them that will make their life complete in a way that they didn't even know they were missing that piece. And how cool is that? Isn't that really the big thing of the Christmas season? Just it is doing that for someone. It makes me feel so happy when I can do that for somebody. It makes me feel so, I don't want to say triumphant because that's not the right word, but it makes me feel like I have improved that person's life because it's not just about getting people random shit. Like, yeah, I can get you a face mask and, like, I can get you whatever. But if I can get you the one piece of your life you didn't even know you were missing and it fits so perfectly into that tiny, tiny little slot and it just, like, slides down in there perfectly and it just... It's exactly what you needed. And, And you're like, oh, my God. I didn't even know I needed this. And I'm like, I know. It's perfect. Uh, yes. Oh, I think Charlie Brown would be so proud of you. It's it's such a goal for me. I want that so much for everybody. It's, I really, truly, like, I'm so excited to give Rexy her book. Oh. I'm so, like, she's going to be so excited about that. She has been wanting that for like a decade. Oh, wow. Wow, go you. The fact that she just mentioned it, she mentioned it to me like back in March. And I've been looking for it since then. Wow. That's huge. I try really hard to listen to people and listen to who they are and what they are and what it is that they need in their life. None of us really need things, right? We don't need things. But there are some things that will enrich our lives. And if I can find the one thing that doesn't enrich your life without burdening it additionally, if I can find the one piece that makes it better, that's my goal. Then you've already gotten me your gift because you're in my life. Oh, you're so lovely. I'm honest. Plus there I we got are. you. Plus I got you John the Brit. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Which technically means I got you AJ. Yeah. What the fuck? I'm all over that. Dude, you won so many Christmases in a row because they're both awesome. I know. So. I will say Millie loves AJ so much. Aw, he loves her too. I know he does. And... She said that he followed her around in not a creepy way. <laughs> Which is, I think that counts. 
I think it does. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Should we start wrapping up? I mean, it is literally goddamn Christmas already. So like what the actual fuck? I'm so glad this year is almost over. And yet 2021, just... 2021, mine just be like, <laughs> hold my beer. Oh God. I'm so scared of that. I'm so scared <laughs> of that. I know. I know. I know. It's going to be like, I do. I do worry about that a lot. I really do. Every year I think like, all right, thank God this year is over. Next year is going to be so much better. And then comes the beat down. So <laughs> I don't even know what to think about next year. Yeah. This year was so brutal for so many things. I just don't know. Yeah. Okay. Anyhow. Okay. The topic for tonight, the beverage du jour, will eventually, when I get time to do it, will eventually be posted on our website at alwaysneverwrite.com. If you have something you'd like to hear, please let us know. Please, oh my God, let us know. By contacting us via one of our zillion social media presences, you'll find on the Contact Us page of our website. And now the time has come, and so we face the final curtain. This has been a holly jolly episode of Always. <laughs> Never. Right. I'm Jill. And I'm Gita. And thank you so much for making us a part of your week. We'll talk more next week, my dolls. And thank you for joining us on the Podfix Network. See, I thought you were going to think, and now the time has come. So we face. The final curtain. I should have done that, but I've had just enough of the strength that all that was going through my head was the final countdown. Do 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 so yeah. So I whiffed. Standard disclaimer. Always Never Write is in no way, shape, or form performed or produced by professional advice givers. We've just lived a lot. So if any of our life experiences prove useful, we're happy to share, especially if we can share in an entertaining way. But if you have serious problems, please see a therapist, doctor, psychiatrist, life coach, or someone who is actually trained to know what the hell they're doing when passing out advice. Also, please note that most names and the descriptions of many events have been modified to both make things more entertaining and to protect the innocent, the not-so-innocent, and the flat-out guiltiest sin assholes.